Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. UCF stand up. Oh man, Ephraim! You know we're gonna get to Jalen Hurts and Bama. That's the. Why would you talk about them first? We're, you're gonna. We're gonna get to that because that's the, the biggest story of the day. But it's actually not. So the, why would you even start big, with that? That, that? That's the biggest story of the day. Come but, on, let's not the, front. For the purposes of this show, I got to be honest with you, big man. Okay. Give me something. Come on. I was all ready. <laughs> To I get at it. the top of my lungs, I know UCF, it. sit down. I know I it. I was already. I couldn't wait to get in here. And then here come the Knights playing a home game, storming back against Memphis, and it didn't happen. That's okay. It's all right. Because unless they get some team like, say, Georgia, who is this close to the college football playoff, who is discouraged. And they don't really want to play a bowl game. Unless they get Georgia, they're going to get stomped in their bowl game. They're not. They didn't get stomped last year in their bowl game. Who'd they play again last year? Who'd they play again? Auburn. Okay. What uh, uh, conference is Auburn in? Auburn SEC, who lost the SEC championship game. Don't care. And their consolation prize was the Beach Bowl against UCF. Guess what? Don't care. Guess who else didn't care? UCF. Guess what they were? 13-0. Guess what they are now? 12 and 0. UCF stand up. Guess who has the longest win streak in the nation and has for the last 2 years? How many ranked teams they Just play in that answer win streak? the question. How many ranked teams? In the whole win streak, probably yeah. 6. That's being generous. <laughs> That's being I mean, they, generous. how many ranked teams does Alabama play? They play ranked teams all the time. What are you they talking about? They don't play ranked, ranked teams all the play time. They the fourth team in the country today. They don't play ranked teams all the time, oh, really? Brian. Let's really? let's just be real, okay? So they beat Texas A&M, who was ranked at the time. 
They squashed <laughs> number three LSU on the road, who was ranked at the time and still ranked mm-hmm. 29 to nothing. Okay. They shut out Mississippi State, who was ranked at the time 24 to nothing. They're going to play someone who's ranked in the college football playoff, the semifinals, and most likely the finals as well. UCF has played three ranked teams this year. They'll play a fourth uh, in whatever cheap bowl they give them because they're scared to put them in the college championship bowl series. What three ranked teams? What three ranked teams? Let me pull up their schedule. Yes, and you will not see three ranked teams on it. They beat... They beat number Cincinnati, 24, who Cincinnati. was ranked at the time. Yeah, and they who beat else? UCF. No, I mean USF, nope, who was nope, ranked at the ranked, time. Nope, they were they ranked were, at the time. Nope, nope, nope. Yes, they were not ranked at the time. They were. No, they weren't. And they beat. Um, <laughs> you got to make Temple, something up. <laughs> Temple, who was ranked at the time. <laughs> no, they stop it. <laughs> You're just making stuff up. Temple was one. ranked at the time. They're seven and one in conference and eight and four overall. They've beaten one ranked team all year. That's it. That's all they got. They've got one win against a ranked team, Cincinnati, who was 24th at the time. They beat. Houston. That's what you got. They beat SMU, who was ranked. <laughs> <laughs> they beat South Carolina State, who was ranked, even though they're FCS. They, somehow they, they were, were ranked, ranked in we'll the FCS, that. though. That's right. Right? They have rankings there, too. Oh, what a hack schedule. Like, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. I will tell you what, that game was exhilarating. This kid, uh, Mac, Mac came yeah. in. Give him props. Right? Yeah. So that, that's all I, I, I like. The, I like I like that. Right? Yeah. Because in the first half, it was like, oh, oh here we go. It comes to an end. <laughs> it would have been real easy for the Brian Knowles of the world to start oh. celebrating. Uh, the Brian Knowles of the, the Brian world. The Brian Knowles. Wow. Of the world. <laughs> I'll say this, though. The injury to Mackenzie Milton is a heartbreaker. It is a heartbreaker. That was awful. It is. Next and man so, up. Yeah, that's the silver lining here. You know my feelings. It's nothing personal against UCF. I it's get just, it. They play a hack schedule, and people make it sound like they're running through a gauntlet of ranked teams, that's which they're why not. I put them in there with the big dogs. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I put guarantee you they win their bowl game, whatever that is. You want to put something oh. on it? Oh, do you want to put something on I UCF? I want to put hold, hold. something on UCF and whoever they play in their bowl game. What? What's the fine? We can do that, big man. We can do that. What are the chances? I, put your UCF like you know love and like the the UCF underwear that you're wearing right now. Well, don't put that to the side. Put your love to the <laughs> side for UCF. What? would be the realistic chances that UCF would be undefeated if they played Alabama's schedule? I don't know. You just don't want to answer that I don't question. know. I, I, first of all, I'm not psychic. I've never claimed to be psychic. Sometimes I'm 118th psychic, uh-huh. but that's only in certain situations. Give me a, a, a guess. Ballpark it. You can at least do that. Uh, Percentage chance. Probably 70%. Seventy percent <laughs> chance they go undefeated. Uh, they, I love zero, you, Brian. Zero percent chance. Zero? You say they're gonna go on the zero road at LSU. They're gonna zero. beat A and M, Mississippi State. They're gonna beat Georgia in the title game. Why not? Come on, man. Come on. Why not? Come on, because they're UCF. They Why not won. us? 
They gave up <laughs> 207 yards and three touchdowns to Daryl Henderson in the first half. The first half. What they give to man. him? How much in the first half? 207 and three touchdowns. How much did they give in the second half? <laughs> not, not that much. How much did they – if they gave up 207 and he finished with 210, uh-huh. that means – what? How much? Three yards? Okay, cool. Cool. Why aren't they feeding Henderson hey, in the guess second what? half? Guess what? Guess what? What's up? You play two halves. You do play two halves. You Georgia – Georgia was down at halftime, weren't they? I mean, uh, uh, Alabama was, was down. Yeah, they right? were down. They came back. Thank they you, man. Back. You play but two halves. I, I understand that. So don't I, give Ephraim. me them first half Ephraim. stats. Ephraim. I don't want to hear that. Ephraim. Ephraim. I don't want to hear Ephraim. it. What's your middle name, Ephraim? Uh, Aloysius. No, it's not. What is it? <laughs> 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 uh, Yes, you play two halves, but the purpose of this is... You can't just use one half for your argument. You can't use one half for your argument. They gave up 290,000 yards in in the first half and one in the second. No, you can't. For the purpose that I'm using it is if you apply that to UCF playing a big boy schedule, what are the chances that they're going to remain undefeated? If they're giving up 207 and three touchdowns in one half... Seven. Ephraim Mateen Salam. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian No and Ephraim Salam. We're coming ah. to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll get back to butting heads about UCF. But the story of the day is Alabama coming back. It's not and the story winning. of the day, but go ahead. It is. You know it's the story of the nice. day because if Georgia wins – and it's a close win, Oof. Alabama probably still gets into the college football playoff. If they would have got blown out, they still would have got in. We talked about this last Ooh, week. Blown out? Blown out. If they would have got blown out, I pro- really, <laughs> ESPN's not going to put <laughs> Alabama <laughs> in the national <laughs> playoff rate, really? Blown out? You know how people are. If they, got, if they had City. gotten beaten 28-14, to 14, which is a blowout for, against for Alabama. Yeah, that, that right. Fourteen points is not crazy. When you that's say a blowout, blowout no, I'm that's a for touchdowns. the number one team in the country being beaten by two touchdowns is a blowout. Would you agree with that? I, I and this isn't to be argumentative. It, I actually it, it don't. is. Whenever don't someone agree. says that, you sound like my. Whenever my wife says that, <laughs> it is one hundred percent of the time <laughs> to be argumentative. To push your buttons, then absolutely. Huh? <laughs> that's no, like no, I, saying. That's like saying. Look, you know, don't take it personal, but. No, no, no. But Georgia's a tough team. Georgia's a very good team. It's not like they got, they lost by two touchdowns to, I don't know, say UCF. Now that'd be a blowout. With all due respect, these are the, I'm giving you the key (laughs) words to incite arguments. (laughs) No offense, but. Right, Right, all of those. Right. No, I really, I don't think that's a blowout. I think if. If Bama had lost by, say, four touchdowns today, maybe, maybe they don't get in there. With Oklahoma winning, Oklahoma's in the Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but. uh... (laughs) 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 But, no, I don't think 14 points would have cost them. Okay. But we don't have to have that discussion. We don't have to even do it. And and that's the point. That's why that's the biggest result of the day, because Georgia would have been a lock. They would have been in the college football playoff. 
And then all of a sudden it becomes Bama, Oklahoma, or Ohio State. In my mind, it would come down to Bama or Oklahoma. I just don't see Ohio State. They're playing for fun tonight. Uh, unless they win by absolutely. What if they win by 106 points? That might be what it takes. What if they put up 106 to to zero? I was about to say they gave up too much, too many points. Right. <laughs> if it was more than zero. Um yeah, if they blow the doors off of Northwestern. They have to score every maybe. time they have the ball. It's got to be a tremendous performance tonight because you win by 14, 17, not enough, not enough against a lesser opponent in Northwestern. Poor Oklahoma, boy. But, hey, man, how about Jalen Hurts? Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's a, a great, great story. story. That's an awesome story. Look at that. We are in unison, you yeah. and I. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, the backup Alabama quarterback, he comes in, replaces Tua Tungavailoa, who had an injury, leads him back. They were down seven at the time. Huge pass on third and long. They eventually score a touchdown on that drive. He leads him on another touchdown drive, scores the winning touchdown. And, of course, he was replaced at halftime during the national championship game last season by Tungavailoa. So for Jalen Hurts mm. to get back on the field and do everything he did today, that's an awesome, awesome story for him. Retribution. Man, big time. And, and, you know, it just goes to show the character of this young man. We talked about it uh, before the season started. Was he going to transfer? Those were some of the, the rumblings coming out of the Alabama camp that he, you know, wanted to go play. He wanted to be in another system. He stuck with it. They gave him some playing time just to appease him, spot duty during the year. And he comes in, and the complete opposite, the 180-degree mirror image of what happened to him last year in the national championship game. Oh, by the way, against the same team. In the same building. In the same building. Mm. And has a chance to restake his claim and – to get the conversation again about him. And yeah. I love that. I love that because that shows what type of person he is, what type of person his parents are, his upbringing, his mental fortitude. And you don't get that a lot out of kids. So you got to remember, these are young men. These are kids. And to be able to have that type of resolve and come in at that moment and showcase his talents, it's amazing. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. We're on the same page, big man. And I love what Gary Finally. Danielson. I know. UCF, we should just put that to the side if we're <laughs> going to try to be on the same page about anything. Stand up. I'm so ready for sit down. I'll sit I'm, for the look, they're going to be 13 and 0 again <laughs> this year. No, they're not. No, they're, I'll bet you anything you want, big man. Ooh, anything. This is going to be good. I already owe you $100, don't I? You, you owe me $100 and like nine Snickers bars. Okay, so let's like just that. cap it at five Snickers bars <laughs> and $100. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. That, yep. We'll do that. You'll be in town next week, right? Yeah. Me and the lovely Christina will be there. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. Do tears foreshadow the future? I'm Brian, though. He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. UCF stand up. I'm Brian, though. He's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. 
So Oklahoma, they beat Texas, and they're in line for one of those playoff berths. Uh, the last remaining one, actually, Ephraim, because with Bama winning, they're going to be in. You know, it's going to be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and one mystery team. Ohio State. You think it's going to be Ohio State? I'm just listing them off. Ohio oh, State, Oklahoma, or UCF. Oklahoma. Yep, Oklahoma or Ohio State. Or that's UCF. the list. UCF is not in consideration. You know that. Papa Bear, what you think? UCF stand up. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> is that your tag team partner in this debate? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Fair enough. But with Oklahoma winning, they're in a good spot right now. They are. And right after the game, Lincoln Riley was doing his post-game, uh, I guess, interview with ESPN, and he was crying. And one of my friends here in the Portland area, he's from Oklahoma, so he loves Oklahoma, and he texted me. He said, Lincoln Riley tears. Uh-oh. And I started thinking about it, and I'm like, that's actually a really good point. You know, is it just what he was talking about? Man, it was a tough season. We had a lot of uh, challenges and yada, yada. Or or is it that he knows the end is near and he might be moving to the NFL pretty soon? What do you think about that? This is the end. My only. Yeah. If, if, if his name is floated around that Cleveland Browns job, like we think it is. Yep. Then, of course, he's gone. He gets to be re- reunited with Baker Mayfield? Come on, man. Do you think that's great? For him, it is. But do you think that they will be highly successful together? I, I, that, that I can't tell you. I know, but it's what, what you think. Now I, see, now, I hesitate on that because of the su- success that Sean McVay is having, mm-hmm. right? And it's a different approach than we're used to seeing in, in 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 the NFL coaching quarterback relationships those have changed this new generation this new breed of younger coaches with these college quarterbacks it's making a difference it's the reason why Sean McVay hired uh Jared Goff's best friend who was at college with him to come and be on the staff you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. a reason for that so when you ask me, will they have success if they can build the offense around the of Baker Mayfield, which he knows better than anyone, then absolutely they can be successful. They can be, but right now, I, I mean, just, that's I just that, goes to you know. I, I think that Baker Mayfield isn't anything special in the NFL. I, 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 he's not, but what I do think is he has talent, and with talent comes the opportunity to get better mm-hmm. and become something. Now, without the talent, we're not having this conversation, right? He's well, shown, he's not, he, but he's shown that as a first-round draft pick, the first pick in the draft, excuse me, he still has a chip on his shoulder, which you don't really get, right? You don't. Re- it's usually the opposite. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that combination of him being the first pick in the draft – and still has a chip on his shoulder like he was the last quarterback taken, I like that combination because I know what a chip on your shoulder does for you in your career. I had one. It did well for me. You know what I mean? So 
I and, and the, the success the team is having now under new leadership. I, I mean, I'm not bad. I'm mad at Baker Mayfield's uh, rookie year. Just think okay. about walking into that storm of the Cleveland Browns and being able to be as successful as he has been. Number one, not starting the beginning of the season. Number two, losing your coaching staff, right? And still being able to play and, and, and play well. He's, that's he's, a, that's he's playing all right. You, he's you, playing okay. He's having decent season. Guess what? Ask uh um ah, what's his name? Uh Ryan uh Ryan Leaf. Mm. Ask ask Ryan Leaf how it is when the team isn't stable and the coach gets fired in the middle of your uh tenure there. Ask ask what that does to you. I mean, that's fine. Right? I, Ryan I, Leaf I just, was a monster. Right? Yeah, he was he, the he guy. Didn't pan out. He didn't pan out in the Because but, the stability at the team with the Chargers, it just wasn't there and he didn't know how to react to the losing, to the he just was lost and it just all tailspin. Well, I think this with Baker Mayfield, he's he's played all right in his rookie season. Yes, it's okay. He's played okay. He's played okay. He's 21st in passer rating mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. Oh, it's that's, nothing that's... amazing. But he hasn't played a bad year by any stretch. No. Either. And, yeah, losing his head coach, losing his offensive coordinator, uh, he's we got to see going forward. I want to see this weekend going up against a, a pretty good defense with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Significant bump up from what he has feasted on. He was the offensive uh, player of the month, and he had a bye week. (laughs) He had the Bengals defense, the Chiefs defense. It's not exactly a gauntlet over there for Baker. So No, but that's, you know, like that always goes to. um, Oh, and the Falcons defense, which I don't know if you think they're the 85 Bears, but they're not great either. No, no, they're not. But that goes to. Can you do what it takes to win, right? It dep- It doesn't matter. Like, it does. If he would have went, but listen, if he would have went out and had terrible games against those very same defenses you were just talking about, you just listed, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I he went you. out and did what he was supposed to do right. against those defenses. He didn't. He it. didn't falter. So that's my point. Like he has something to build on. He didn't come out and give us a Josh Allen. You know, you know what I mean. He no, was I able he to produce. He made the layups. He made the layups. That's and a, the four and foot. And if you can the make lane. the layups and the yeah. four foot runner and right. occasional wide open three, yeah, then well, I well, can coach you. But yeah, he hasn't made I that can, yet. He There's has. Hit, he's, he has hit a wide open three. Not in short terms corner of the competition. Short corner three. No. <laughs> I want to see him create he's, on his own. No, 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 no. We're not doing that yet. We we want the, the we want the bunnies, right? But oh, that's if what you're I'm in saying. the NBA. You if you got to hit the short corner three when no one's around you. That's, That's just right. standard. Right. But He's done that. What I'm telling you is there's a big difference between making the layups and the four-foot runners compared to game on the line. We're talking hoops. This is, you know, like a comparison. It's here. a great thing that we're doing right now. Right, right, right. You've got to be up. We can't make it sound like. Baker Mayfield has done it against the best I, I defenses. Didn't, I, I didn't say that. I, 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 I'm know, not. I know. I know. I know it. I know. I'm just saying it's not enough what he's doing yet to say, oh, he's the real deal. No, no. I didn't say he's the real I know, deal. I'm not saying you did. So why are we even talking about it like that? What I said was he has talent and something we can build on. And you were like, ah, well. <laughs> I, I t- no, I told you he does have talent. 
I just don't think he's anything special. I think he's a guy who he can play well against lesser defenses. He's going to have some good highlights here and there. He's going to have some good games here and there. But collectively, he's going to leave a lot to be desired in terms of a true franchise difference-making upper echelon quarterback. I just don't think he's that guy going forward. Guess what he has that no other Browns quarterback has had their rookie year in the last ever? Four wins. I don't know if no rookie quarterback has has gotten that. I said in the last ever. So I don't know when. I don't know when. (laughs) I don't know when that. Right? (laughs) In the last ever. In the last ever. I I don't know that's true, big man. We got to look at it. Uh, Lee Robert Delep? Yeah. Let's figure that out. We're going to have to get crack research on that one. He's got four wins. Yeah. A team that. (laughs) The funny thing is, this is what's crazy is that the Browns were so decrepit going winless last season and 1-15 in the year prior to that, that a number one overall pick, the expectations are so low for that's, Baker Mayfield. That's why I thought it was a perfect situation for him. We but talked just about this. The, the franchise has been so bad. Normally, that's not the way it works. Normally, the expectations for the number one mm-hmm. overall pick are much higher and supersede while this franchise just stinks to the high heavens. Well, of course they do. They've got the number one overall pick. I, I agree. But we had this very conversation before he even got on the field, right? What would be enough? What could Baker Mayfield do for us to be like it was a success, right? There was a lot of things. Oh, if they win two games, three games, if they win four, if they win four games, he's done it. He's the guy. Yeah, this gosh. this was a conversation we were having. Now he's won four games and has an opportunity to add to that. Okay, with five more games left. So let's say they win two of the last now, right? Two of the last five. Let's Is that get, a successful well, season for him? Let's get back to it. We've got to work in someone who's unquestionably successful which is Steve DeSager. Mm. Baker Mayfield, questionably successful. Uh, (laughs) Steve DeSager, unquestionably successful. You see the difference there, big man? That's right. That's why I work Saturday nights. (laughs) Steve, I will not stand for you putting yourself down. This is not going to happen. That's right. It's a successful career. Number one, Alabama, 13-0. A comeback win over Georgia in Atlanta to take another SEC crown, 35-28. Bama had trailed by two touchdowns late in the third quarter. Jalen Hurts off the bench, the story. Late in the game, he had a touchdown pass and touchdown run. Number two, Clemson trying to go to 13-0 as well. First play from scrimmage of the game was a Clemson 75-yard touchdown run by Travis Etienne. So it's 7-0. Clemson early in the game against Pittsburgh, which enters a conference championship with a 7-5 and record. Yeah. And on Fox TV, we've got number six, Ohio State, up 7-0 already against number 21-ranked Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game in Indy. About nine minutes to go first quarter there. Dwayne Haskins, who already entered with 4,000 yards passing, for Ohio State this year and 41 touchdowns through the air 
four for four passing on the first drive and a TD. Buckeyes up seven nothing. Earlier, number five ranked Oklahoma won the Big 12 championship in Arlington, Texas, beating the University of Texas 39-27. That game was tied to start the fourth quarter. At number eight, Central Florida, still an undefeated record this year for the Knights, winning the American Conference Championship 56-41 over Memphis in a comeback. UCF had trailed at halftime 38-21. And the Mountain West Championship, a top 25 matchup going on right now. Late first quarter, it's 7-7 Fresno State at Boise State. Sunbelt Appalachian State, UAB wins Conference USA. And in the NBA, Steph Curry is back and the Warriors are losing at Detroit. Third Ooh. quarter, Pistons 74-63, Clay Thompson 19 points. Curry, though, from three-point range until a moment ago was one for six from long distance and five turnovers in this game. He is up to 15 points. And uh, I did hear our beloved host say, once again, you are going to be in town in studio next Saturday night's show, are you not? Yes, absolutely, Steve. Now, is there a reason? Do you have tickets for something in L.A.? Plans for the weekend? What's going on? It was just to go there and hang and I wanted to introduce Christina to the people that uh, I work with. Very you know? kind of you. Are you yeah. aware, Mr. South Bend, uh-huh. that Notre Dame is at Pauley Pavilion against UCLA next Saturday night? Oh, it, wow. It's starting right at the uh, the end of the show. It's a late night game for national TV. That's kind of cool. Not bad. FYI. You're yeah. not into South Bend hoops or just, just football? Uh, way more football than hoops. But, I, you know, I get into hoops. I'm not crazy, you know, like – football like passionate about it but i'd absolutely go check out a game you know i'm not scared (laughs) (laughs) not scared at all i appreciate the nugget there steve desager i'm Mm -hmm. brian no he's e from salam we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier now i was just thinking about this e from you look at dwayne haskins Quarterback of Ohio State, beautiful touchdown pass for the first points of the night against Northwestern. Ohio State's up 7 nothing, And I was just thinking about style points because you and I both know that style points could mean the difference between who gets into the playoff and who doesn't between Oklahoma and Ohio State. The funny thing to me is Oklahoma's defense, all things considered, played pretty well today against Texas, held them to 27 points. And I'm curious if you think about style points, I think in this offensive day and age, if you see Ohio State win by the same margin, right, but they score a lot more points than Oklahoma did today, I think that's going to carry a lot more weight with the committee than if they win by the same margin, but Northwestern hardly scores at all. Do you follow what I'm saying? I do you follow agree exactly with that? What you, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think mean, they value offense more than defense. The thing I think Oklahoma has going for it is the only team they lost to uh, was a team they got uh, retribution upon, and it was in the, the championship game, right? So, obviously, they lost to a quality opponent, and they were able to beat that opponent, the only opponent that beat them this year in the championship game to win the title. Mm-hmm. I think that holds a lot of weight. I do, too. I think that, I mean, I go back to the bad loss. Ohio State's bad loss is way worse than 
Oklahoma's loss. Absolutely. And Oklahoma avenged their only loss today yes, they by did. winning by 12, you know? so that, that means a lot. That does mean a lot. And you just can't explain away a 29-point loss to Purdue. <laughs> that's, that's not a – yeah. You well, it was uh, – uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, uh, I mean – you know, uh, <laughs> there are some things in life you just can't explain away. Can't explain. No. it's uh, That's Cle- unexplainable Clemson for Ohio is State. Clemson is currently up 14 nothing on Pitt. They're about to beat them by oh, man. 40. That's going to be At least. Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these conference championship games. See, that's why I'm against automatic berths in an expanded playoff field. Can you imagine if Pitt, for one night, just plays an unbelievable game. Say Clemson is fumbling the ball left and right. Right, anything, right. The weather's affecting them. It's football. Who knows? Pitt wins their conference championship game after losing five freaking games, (laughs) and they're in the playoff? (laughs) I I don't want that. You want that? No. No. No, No. I am completely against automatic berths. Yeah, because then the playoff field would have to be extended to all conference champions. Well, right. We're talking. If if that was the case, if it's say an eight-team field and you've got the five Power Five conference champions Mm -hmm. automatically get in, you get some at-large berths. I don't like that system at all because of what we just explained with Pitt. Right. Why does it have to be automatic? I know it's how the NFL and NBA and yeah, I, college football doesn't have to do it the same way. Take the top eight. Yeah, I, I would love it to extend to the top eight because now, now you can have some real good football. Right? I think we got now some you great got now you got now. really good football. Now our uh, disagreement goes away completely. But is that great for the for college football? I is think it great it is. for all the disagreements. I, 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 I to go think away? it is. I don't know. I, I think we get some questions answered that we won't ever get answered. That's the thing that I'm I'm talking about. Right. We still it still makes for great football. You put the top eight into a playoff, even if you gave the top two a bye, right? Right. That well, I mean, that's that's great football. Now you now the whole UCF and can they or can't they, that's done. It's answered. Yeah, but that's not but at least there's a downside give, to it. But it gives them a path. I hear you. Right. Listen, I totally hear you. And you have you stand up for the little conference. But you, because I came you from know. that. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Can, I, I know. It's all for good. me. It was the whack. <laughs> it's the Mountain West now. But like there is even back then, there was an opportunity for us to BYU, who was in the whack, won the, the, the national title. Right. There was a chance that you could do it. Well, and that was in a day and age when only two teams. Right. Uh, that wasn't even, you know, but, that wasn't even the BCS era. So I guess that'd be an unfair comparison. But but, but now it's no avenue for a team. If UCF continues to go undefeated for the next three years, I, we'll be sitting right here no again. Way. No, if they don't schedule up, yeah, we will, which is exactly where we should be sitting. First of all, we've already <laughs> talked about the scheduling I and the – the but ADs I'm, coming into the office like, yeah, we're going to play the Citadel and not UCF. Now, I'm not going to grade on a curve, and I don't believe it. I don't believe that all the big boys are just petrified to I'm not play saying UCF. all the big boys because it's not available. All the big boys aren't available. But the teams that are available for them, you know, it's a pool. They're only You can't just 
pick out anybody. This stuff has been mapped out years Man, in advance. Audible. All right. Oh, you. Well, okay. All right. This commitment. You know what? Forget it. It happens all the time in college football. Yeah, we're gonna forget that. I know we had an agreement, but screw that. We're gonna go in a different direction. That happens. Well, either way, I know UCF. I hope they get a good bowl game. I hope they get at least down to sixth in the nation. Well, you know, UCF right. Sixth we'll in just, the nation, they'll get a great bowl game. Okay, fine, I see you, Northwestern. Off of I them. see you, Northwestern. Yeah, okay. Look at Boomer Sooner is just like, yeah, let's go Wildcats. I think, what was that, a 75-yard Nice little touchdown run? run. Yeah. Nice touchdown run for Northwestern. Uh-oh. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. But we'll just cap it like this because, man, we start getting on this college football road. and We can just ride we this. We can just <laughs> ride this. Route. <laughs> but – if they expanded, I wouldn't go kicking and screaming into the night if it's expanded to eight teams. I just don't want automatic berths. Don't want that whatsoever. Well, we take that completely out, right? You take, take the it out. top eight teams. Top eight. Top eight. Period. Yeah. It's no, oh, no. The top eight teams. Yes. If you've done enough during the year to be in the top eight, then you're you in. get to be in the playoffs. Right. That's it. No I, jockeying, no, you know, any of that. I like the system right now. Because you do have to schedule up. You have a small margin for error. It penalizes you. Like, take uh, Alabama today. If we have an eight-team playoff, they're playing today's game for fun. Like this, It's just so they could hang an SEC championship banner. Which they want. But there's it's no It's different in incentive. college, though. But it's different in college. You want that title. In college, you want that. I guess but you want to you be you want to be conference champion. I mean, it's no. I guess is that is fan, what it is. Fine, it's a real thing. You don't watch for them. You watch for you. That's how fans watch. Right. Okay. So unless you're an Alabama fan, you're watching today's game, thinking, "Man, if Bama loses, there's a chance they don't get in. They're down by 14 points in that game. What happens if Georgia tacks on another touchdown? They lose by three. What's going to happen? You're wondering if they're going to get into the playoff. It's not the same drama if you're like, well, they're in regardless. There's eight teams. What if you know? they drop Notre Dame out? Stop it. I, what, you, <laughs> I, I just let's just go. Let's. Stop I'm going to take you to the brink of something Stop. right now. Okay. okay. So let's just talk about that. this. Let's talk about this. Okay. Let, let's get into it next. Okay. All right. You want okay. to throw out your your crazy scenario? Yeah, of Notre I do. Dame being I do. Left out. I would love to see. You always like to dig under my skin. I want to okay. dig under yours now. See, now I take offense to that. Me? <laughs> dig oh, under oh, your skin. Oh, you're, you're a digger. I, <laughs> all right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Um, Ephraim fights digging fire with digging fire. How's that? Did I do okay, big man? That's good. Okay, that's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's Z from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. How about our guy, Papa Bear, coming back with some BB King? I like Very that. nice. That's nice. Nice pull by him. You got love for the blues, right, Ephraim? Man, my life, I've experienced <laughs> blues in my life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's great music, man. I love the blues. Damn right, sugar. Love the blues. Sugar. Yeah, that's your blues name. Sh- okay. Sugar B no. Sh- 
<laughs> what, what's your blues name? Who, me? Yeah. Big Daddy Sexy. Big Daddy Sexy. That sounds more Big of Daddy, like a... Big Daddy Sexy on the, trom- on the trombone. That sounds more like uh, <laughs> like a George Clinton, like you're in a funk band type name, you know? Blues and funk are brothers and sisters. That's true. They're running mates. Um, we got to get Mateen into the mix with your blues <laughs> name, you know? <laughs> I'll work on it. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right, so is this just to tweak me? Is this to try to just get under my skin? I'm not trying to get under your skin. I'm just this trying to. This is a to, real thought. I'm because we've seen crazy things happen. Okay, lay it on me. What, what crazy stuff you got for me? So as I'm currently looking at the top five, mm-hmm. got Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame undefeated. We know Alabama's going in. Mm-hmm. We know they love Clemson, but we don't know how they feel about Notre Dame. We, we we that's right. We don't know. They've been number they're three independent. for a few weeks. They've been on the number because they haven't lost, but they are independent. They mm-hmm. don't have a conference championship game. We know that means a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is eleven and one. They won their conference championship game. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State puts on a really good show and shows that they belong and win their conference championship game, what would you say? If tomorrow it went Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I would say. Notre Dame at five. Yeah. I would say the committee is high on drugs because that's the only explanation. Ohio State, we said it before, they lost to Purdue by 29 points. There is no way Ohio State is jumping Notre Dame. Impossible. I just asked what you, I mean, we say it's impossible. Impossible. We say that it's impossible. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right? You just don't want to accept this being impossible, huh? I'm trying to cushion the fall. Oh, wow. Okay? Uh-huh. Because for whatever reason, if it happens and they have whatever their extra explanation is, you not jumping out of the window. Okay? Uh-huh. You've already, I've already put a mattress down there on the street for you. Okay. All right. So this, Okay? So this isn't getting under my skin. This I'm just, is for my I'm, well-being. I'm trying to prepare you for something because you will dive through the window tomorrow evening if what, this what, is the case what are the chances that you see that happening i i don't know it's got it nothing's 100 percent, so it's got to be uh, at least a 0.1 percent chance all right up next from the geico studios one nfl team makes a statement another team not so much lots going on today you got oklahoma beating texas by 12 points they got a legitimate argument to be the last playoff team in Ohio State playing right now, they got to win by a pretty healthy margin to uh, try to distance themselves from that ugly blemish, that 29-point loss to Purdue. Let me ask you this, Seifert. What do you think the score needs to be tonight for Ohio State to get in? That's a tough question to answer because you don't know what the committee's thinking. But No, nah, it's got to be somewhere up, upwards of high 60s to – Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be a completely dominant 
just I mean, just demolish them, huh? Dem- uh, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be beyond dominant, right? They scored seventy-seven points against Oregon State. Yeah, and they scored 62, 62 last week <laughs> against Michigan. Uh-huh. Right? So you got to be around in that in that range. We're talking neighborhood of 62 to 24, somewhere in there 14 cuz they're yeah. going to realize that, you know, it, well, you can't even be that because you just got to play your guys, right? You can't take the guys out and you know, usually that's what happens in those type of games. You take a guy, take the, the starters out, let the younger guys play, and then they give up some points. You just, just got to keep your, your your boot on the neck. Yeah. You know what's crazy is with Alabama winning, and at least that keeps that fourth playoff slot alive because if Bama had lost a close game, of course, Georgia's in, and Bama's, and Bama's probably in. in as well. Right. But Bama comes back. You know what's crazy is I think we were sleeping on Georgia throughout most of this year. I think so. They went down, lost to LSU by 20 points. And it's like they were just out of sight, out of mind. They weren't one of the four teams that were, you know, like in the playoff if it ended that week, you know. And all of a sudden they came out today and they they played Alabama really tough. I mean, they had that game. I mean, we've seen this game before. Yeah. And I hate this, Ephraim. I I could picture Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach. He was ultra aggressive in the Super Bowl. And he wrote a book and was outspoken against Jaguars head coach Doug Marone in the AFC title game. Similar situation. They had some time to work with, and they just went to halftime. They're like, well, we got Blake Bortles. Let's, let's not get crazy here. And Doug Peterson, in his book, he was like, I was mad. I was screaming at my TV. He's like, I'll never go down like that. And that's what Georgia did today. At the end of halftime, they went conservative. Yeah, they got real conservative. They got conservative conservative. toward the end of the game with a lead. I would rather go down swinging. And Jake Fromm had a good game. I'd rather go down losing aggressively than conservatively. You can't. You can't allow yourself as a coach and as a team to try not to lose. That yeah. is the difference. Yeah. Trying to win and trying not to lose. And some may say, well, that's semantics. It's the same thing. No, no it's way it is different. definitely not the same thing. Right. There is a complete difference in play calling and attitude yep. and momentum. All of those things are a direct correlation to whether you're trying to win or trying not to lose. I've been there. Trust me. Yeah. That's the truth. That is the 100% true. And when you are, all right, um, second and nine, well, the, we're let's throwing. It's hand, working. Nah, let's, let's run it. the ball off. They yeah. got the ball uh, backed up in their own territory on, on back-to-back possessions. And all they wanted to do is just hand the ball off. Yeah. That's all they just they just didn't want to do anything to make a mistake. Yeah. And once and, you start doing that, yeah, it's mm. you've made the mistake. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Trying to uh, avoid the mistake is the mistake when you take your foot off the gas pedal. It's true, man. And it's uh you know, when you watch it's it's tempting because the run was working, but you have to understand against Alabama, there's an expiration date. 
it's not going to work, chances are, throughout the entire game. You got Quinn and Williams in there. They got a stout front seven. I know Swift is doing his thing. Holyfield was doing his thing. But they, you're not going to be able to run the ball that well all game long, and you just got to keep them off balance. They're going to tee off on you, and that's what they did. Georgia got out coached twice. Man. In the biggest games of their seasons. That's what it boils down to. Last year in the national championship. So within the last year, they've been out coached in the big in two of the biggest games of their of their uh, respective seasons. Yeah, and you know what? It's I hate when these coaches. We always talk about defensive backs having short memories, and you got to have that. I think play callers need to have short memories you at times to. too, because right before halftime, so there was a punt. And they were backed up to their own five-yard line. And they were very conservative. I can understand that. And then they got lucky. There was a penalty. There was roughing the kicker when they were punting, right? Right. And so they got new life. And Jake Fromm made this really shaky decision on second down. Ugh. And it was almost picked off. And I like I, I was like, where you, are you throwing that I, ball? That, I don't know. Yeah. That changed, you. that changed a lot. I think so. And, I think and, it, and the coaches' with the mentalities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think that they was lost like, oh, trust oh, in him. Remember? Remember what? what eh, we can't lose the ball here. You can't think like that, man. It's got to be aggressive, aggressive. They completely lost. You're right. That's exactly right. They completely lost faith in him at that moment and took the game out of his hands and put it in their own. And when you put the game in the coach's hands at that moment, that's not that's not good. No, it isn't. That's I'm Brian, though. He's E from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Okay, so former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. We got to talk about this story. Yep. So he was released. There was a video from February in a Cleveland hotel. Uh, Kareem Hunt actually had an apartment in this building and a video surfaced. It was released by TMZ. He was pushing a woman. And when she was on the ground, he went over and and kicked her. Um, Looked like he kicked her in the leg. And so he was released by the Chiefs. He was put on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he's allowed to practice. Uh, He's not allowed to practice, play in or attend games. He can be picked up kind of like Reuben Foster was picked up by the Washington Redskins. Right. They can pick him up. He just can't play. And the Chiefs, they made it known that they elected to release him because he was not truthful about this altercation. So a lot of layers to this, Ephraim. First thing, if Kareem Hunt is upfront and honest about his actions, do you think he's still a member of the Chiefs? Um... No. You think they'd still let let him go? I think they still let him go after the video. Mm. Um, because when people get to see it, right, it's different. We experience this, yourself. and yeah. this is by no means the equivalent of what that Ray Rice video was. Right. And the no. way they were talking about it, that's what I was expecting to see. Um, And that's not to take away from his responsibility to be a grown-up. Mm-hmm. 
right? And understand that that behavior is is not you, that we, we're not doing that. Okay? You just got to be better than that. You got to be you got to be a better human right. than that, right? Yeah. Not yeah. a better athlete or a better man. You have to be a better human mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. When you see it, when you see someone being inhuman, then that causes you to react greater. They suspended Ray Rice two games. <laughs> Which is crazy. Right? Yeah. Now, there's – did they see the tape? Did they not see the tape? Uh, yeah. Right? We, we we went down that road. It's a rabbit hole. They jumbled it all up and, and made it go away or whatever that is. But when the public sees it, right, mm-hmm. public opinion means a lot to the NFL, especially now. And so I think if you would have told the truth and they would have saw the tape, this is just my opinion. Right. I think they would have been like, okay, we'll suspend him a couple games, but he'll still be on the team. Once the tape becomes available to the public, now you have to answer to your fan base. Right. And – I think they would have still released him. You might be right. You might be right. I There's no way to know for sure. But with him lying on top of it, right. that's where that was the clincher in the Chiefs' mind. Yes. Where it's all right. We, the reason I pause is because of what we're seeing with the Washington Redskins. Not just picking up Reuben Foster. It's the comments they're making about Reuben Foster. When the head coach, Jay Gruden, says, well, Reuben Foster has been through a lot. He's gone through a lot of things. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> like, If these allegations are true, how about the woman and the things that she's gone through? How about that? Or Doug Williams, he said that the allegations against Reuben Foster are small potatoes compared to a lot of things out there. Really? So when an organization says those things, and I realize that all 32 organizations don't behave and think the same exact way what the Washington Redskins do, might differ from the Kansas City Chiefs, so forth and so on. But when you have that thinking that is being conveyed, I'm not positive that the Chiefs would have released Kareem Hunt. The difference is, to your point, Ephraim, it's something you can see and everybody out there can see because it's a video that's been released. Right. Whenever you have those type of situations, then it, it you you back your employer into a corner, right? When there's tangible video evidence of you being inhuman, then you leave them no options, right? Right. Because... Yeah. You could have dealt with this before. And now the fact that he lied made it easy for them. Right. The fact that he lied made it easy for them to cut him. Because, and and they did right. They did the right thing. Like, hey, look, you told us one thing. We spoke to authorities. That's not what we see on the tape. For that, for lying to us, the ones who wanted to have your back and to help you in this situation. If you lie to the people who want to help you, you're a criminal, you get arrested for something, and you go and you lie to your lawyer, and he's not able to build an adequate defense for you, then you deserve to go to prison. Mm -hmm. 
That's, or the team, the that, team you play. That's for, how I, like, that's oh. that's what I'm equating it to. Yeah, no, the no, team no, is I'm there innocent. to help him, right? I didn't do anything. It's just she's making stuff. Whatever he told, whatever she, he said. Yeah, it wasn't what we saw on the tape. That's right. And they weren't for that. Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing last year. He was on one of the hottest teams, a huge part of one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, that's gone now. So, I mean. Over and over again, every year we see athletes do it to themselves. And, yes, these are young, immature men who make terrible decisions. But being a terrible human being, no matter what you do for a living, is unacceptable. I have two boys that I'm raising to be good humans. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I don't know Kareem Hunt's background. I don't know how he was raised. I don't know if there was any alcohol involved. I don't know any of that. But I know I was young once, right? I have never drank, so I I didn't have that crutch to blame. But I know right from wrong. And physically, forcefully, putting my hands on a woman in those situations, it's just unacceptable. When he could have just walked away and went back up to the room. They yeah, were man. out of the room, right? Yeah, he did it to himself. There's no doubt. Come on, man. Now now you got to yeah. live with it. Well, we always talk about this in boxing. You know, we'll have the big match tonight between Wilder and Fury. And they always say it in boxing, don't leave it in the judge's hands. Don't do it. And it's similar if you're an athlete and you're doing anything physical with a woman. And like you said, what Kareem Hunt did in this instance wasn't the same it didn't rise to the same extreme as ray rice but he's leaving it in the hands of the judges when it comes to the kansas city chiefs they're going to keep him on the team or not the league if they're going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list or not he left it in their hands by those actions yes and that's not something you want to do (laughs) it's not something you want to do as it relates to yourself now to your point as a good human you you don't do that to somebody else but when it comes to yourself if you're focused on you you know, put yourself in that position. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. This guy has a chip on his shoulder, and it's not always a good thing. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He is Ephraim Mateen Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. For the record, Ephraim, my middle name is Philip. After my dad. Phil No. So, uh, you know, there should be a, a common understanding. All right. I know your middle name. You know my middle name. You know? I feel closer to you. There <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking bread on the airwaves we tonight. We are breaking bread. I don't know if we're going to break bread on this next topic. Here we go. I'm not sure, but here's my here's what I think. Baker Mayfield, the week that was, is just stupid. Like, what he was talking about with Hugh Jackson oh, having yeah. the audacity. I mean, You're with me on this? Yeah, I'm with you. After being fired from the Browns, the audacity to take another job that was offered to him. How could he stoop so low? That is just 
it's brain dead to criticize it's, it's, something like that. He's a child. He doesn't <laughs> quite know. And this is real. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a child in the sense of he's, you know, my son or, you know, he, he's, he's, he's immature. He's, he's immature when it comes to the business of the right. NFL. Or naive, whatever you want to say. Right? Yeah. He just doesn't get it. Because I'll say this. If Baker Mayfield would have been cut by Cleveland oh. and Cincinnati called him to come be the quarterback there, right? he would not have said, you uh, know what, I'm good. I'm waiting for someone out of no, our division. Same division, your rivals of ours. He'd be like, screw Cleveland, they just cut me. Yeah, And then give him all the information, the whole playbook. Right. <laughs> That's right. Right? So he's just speaking on emotion like kids do right like youngsters do like this generation does not fully understanding the business because he just got here some things are going to happen in his career where he's going to be shocked by it jolted by it and not quite understand but you get those things and it builds your skin you have to have tough skin to survive in the nfl Mm -hmm. right yeah, I've yeah. gone through several of those throughout my 13-year career. The character-building moments. And he doesn't understand what that is yet, which is okay. He just got He's been there for two days. Yeah, it's just it is hypocritical for him in college to leave Texas Tech and <laughs> go to Oklahoma in the same conference and then sit here and get all high and mighty of, oh, it didn't take very long for him to go to a different locker room. And really, dude, you you, you did the equivalent in college. Who are you to look down on Hugh Jackson earning a paycheck? <laughs> what is that? That was so stupid this week. You know, young adults never can equate something currently going on to something that happened in their past. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I have nephew. I have a 21-year-old nephew, and I talking to him, I want to black my eyes, all right? I want to just take toothpicks and jab them into my <laughs> retinas, okay? Because that's I, – I mean, I'm like, yo, man, right? So he – Bumping and, and and bumping around trying to find a job, can't find a job. And I need this, Uncle E. And da, da. mind you, when he was eighteen, he got a job at Vons and was in the union with benefits. Mm-hmm. He had that job for four months, got a raise at that job, had health insurance. He was paying union fees, his dues. He started no calling, no showing, so Vons couldn't fire him because he was in the union, so they put him on probation. Mm. Bounced back from that and up and quit and decided he wanted to go work on his friend's uncle's food truck once a once a week, once a, uh, every Saturday. So he gave up a job with benefits, which he got a raise in. Uh-huh. They gave him health care, dental everything to go work on a food truck one day a week for tips. Three years later, he would cut both of his arms off to have that job back. Oh man. Yeah. That is what you're dealing with. 
when you're talking about Baker Mayfield. Those type of sentiments. Mm -hmm. They don't understand Mm -hmm. the current situation that they're in when they're in it. And when it passes them by, they have no reflection on it whatsoever. Right. They're only seeing it from their point of view. That's the only thing they can do. Yeah. Because to your point, let's say the roles are reversed. If Hugh Jackson is still the head coach of the Browns, and there was a time, of course, it's not going to happen this year, but there's a time where the Browns just released Baker Mayfield. He's underperforming. They cut ties. And Baker Mayfield goes to another team in the division. If Hugh Jackson is the one who's saying, well, I mean, you know, he's a rival. And no, I didn't want to shake his hand. And all he does the same thing. Baker Mayfield is looking at Hugh Jackson and saying, forget that guy. What, is he, what does he have against me earning a paycheck? What am right. I supposed to do? They let me go. That's exactly right. He can't see it the other way. He can't. It, it doesn't work like that. He just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And I do think the other part of this is it does show that he just doesn't truly care about Hugh Jackson. Because if he did, he would put these feelings to the side and say, well, this is good for you, and I want to see you benefit how many times do you see guys after a game go to midfield and dap each other up right. and hug each other? Because you have respect for them. They're still rivals, but you have respect for them. And he just doesn't have that respect for Hugh Jackson for whatever reason. But the statements he was making were just utterly ridiculous. If he's like, hey, look, man, I, we didn't have a great relationship. Richard Sherman said that heading into this game against his former team, the Seahawks. He's like, look, Russ and I have never really had a a great personal relationship. That's fine. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to have a personal relationship with Hugh Jackson. No. He just shouldn't say things that are just flat-out stupid. He doesn't know not to. That's the point. He doesn't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. They put everything on social media. There are people in prison right now because of social media. That's what this generation, and I don't want to go too deep into that, but they don't understand that the information you put out in the world can be held against you. Right. They just think this is a window into my life. Everybody take a peek. Everybody doesn't need a peek. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? So the comments, they say anything because everything they, that he do is already out there. We've grown up in a society where nothing is held secret, right? There are no mm-hmm. secrets. Right. There are no things that you, you hold dear and you keep to yourself. So well, when you someone asks you a question, you just it just comes out of your mouth. Blurting stuff just, out, right? Or you tweet it or yeah. you Instagram it. And, right. and then you know how many people have lost their job from Twitter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you're right. It's the the look at me mentality. And it's the same thing when it comes to actions or comments. And Baker Mayfield had a whole lot of look at me and bringing attention to himself and all that stuff. And then he plays the card of, well, you don't have to care. It's like, dude, you're an NFL quarterback. Are you kidding me? You say something like that about your former head coach. And what's he doing? I was pretty quick going to the other locker room. To think that's not going to make news is just being incompetent, you know? Yes. 
Yes, I do. Yeah, he's got a he's got a lot he'll, of growing and up he to will. Do, he'll he will. He'll learn. Yeah. And you know what's funny, Ephraim? After this whole week, what have we heard from Hugh Jackson? Nothing. Nothing. Not a peep. Not a peep. Not not getting into it. Not a war of words. Not of hey, they fired me. Blah. Nothing. Why? Because he gets it, and he's a professional. And that's something that Baker Mayfield has to work on becoming in facets outside of between the lines, right? Yep. All right. This guy doesn't have to work on being a professional at all because <laughs> he is one. He's the epitome of professionalism. He is Steve DeSager. <laughs> Thank you. Checks in the mail. That was very kind of you. We have uh, about five minutes to go first half of the college football game. The Big Ten Championship on Fox TV right now. Number six, Ohio State up 17-7 over Northwestern. Dwayne Haskins, Haskins continues a sensational season as the quarterback for the Buckeyes 13 of 17 in the first half 170 yards one touchdown he does have one pick now meanwhile showers and heavy at times in Charlotte for the ACC championship game it's not due to keep raining the entire game just for the record number two Clemson is up 21 10 over Pitt under five minutes to go till halftime there Pitt with a whole five yards passing in this game Three, three of eight, five yards. If Pittsburgh doesn't win this, they'll finish at seven and six. Well, I can't say finish because they'd be bowl eligible at seven and six. Correction. Halftime in the snow at Boise State for the Mountain West title game. The blue turf is white, ladies and gentlemen. Top 25 matchup. Boise is trailing at home to Fresno State. Bulldogs. 10-7 in the lead. Number one, Alabama stays undefeated and wins the SEC crown in Atlanta, beating Georgia in a comeback 35-28. Bama had trailed by two touchdowns late third quarter. Jalen Hurts, the star off the bench. Number five, Oklahoma beat Texas in Arlington for the Big 12 title, 39-27. And a comeback in Orlando for number eight, Central Florida, a 56-41 victory Boo. over Memphis Boo. in the American Conference Championship. Down. UCF had trailed at halftime, 38-21. The team had nearly 700 yards of offense today, and that's with star quarterback Mackenzie Milton out with the serious knee injury. Appalachian State, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appalachian State won the Sun Belt. UAB takes Conference USA. Final from the NBA, Detroit has beaten Golden State 111-102, and the regulars were in there. Steph Curry had missed 11 games with the groin injury, had 27 points tonight, 28 for Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson 21, and the Warriors go down at Detroit. Washington and New York with wins, college victories for Gonzaga and for Kansas in overtime. Back to you. By the way, Ephraim, what do you think of the Smurf turf? What do you think about the the blue field over it's there in Boise? Terrible. I hate it. It's terrible. I yeah. Well, well you'll put this on the list too. We agree. <laughs> Forget the Smurf turf. Gosh, I hate that thing. You know what I hate? It's not just because it's oh, you were talking about the look at me society. You know, mm-hmm. the mindset of social media and young kids. Oh, look at me. Look at me. That's the epitome in college sports of look at me. We're a little different. You got a, a field that isn't the green. mystique. <sighs> Killed a lot of birds with that turf. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have though, really. I don't. I've heard that's a wives' tale though. No. Nope. That they think it's water and they. Yes. You know, yes, they do. I, I've heard that's not the case. It's the case. I don't know that it is. It is the case. But um, the other reason I dislike Boise State is because 
they gave us a dose. It was foreshadowing of the bad logic we get with the UCF honks right now. You we, know, we're going back here. This is, That's is, what it was. We've been Boise vibing. State. We've been we've yeah. been just doing good together, and now you want to just drag us back there, huh? Okay, <laughs> we, well, I don't have go. to. I don't have to. I, don't. I mean, let's go. Let's go back. I'm ready. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version here, because Boise State, when they were playing ranked non-conference opponents. And they had a, a better body of work than UCF did. It still wasn't great. And they still played the card of, well, we can only beat the teams in front of us. And but I'm not going to grade on a curve, okay? Your body of work isn't better than other teams' body of work. Therefore, you should be ranked lower. It's the same thing with UCF. That's why I disliked Boise State, the Smurf turf, and the bad logic. But we don't have to get into it, Ephraim. We can just speed on past that bad boy. <laughs> like a, like water through a goose. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I have to bring this up, man, because we know how you feel about NFL celebrations that include props. You are the fun police when it comes to celebrations with props. And this is a bad job by me last week because Ezekiel Elliott had the audacity to put $21 into the Salvation Army bin. Hey, that 21's going to cost him 10000 And that was a prop. It wasn't penalized. And what happened on Thursday night? Did you catch it? Yep. The Saints did the same thing. Same thing. Still get a letter from the league. Turnover. They donate. I don't know how much money it was, but they put another. It was uh, was 23 $23. $23. Yeah, that was his number. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they're just they're putting their numbers worth of money into the, you know, into the, the kettle. The kettle. Yeah. How dare he, Ephraim? Are you kidding? You're hey, using currency re- rem- as a prop remember, to celebrate? Remember, remember we first started having this conversation <laughs> when the cell phone thing happened? And yeah. I said, what's next? All right, what's to stop somebody from grabbing the camera? Guess and what that's, ha- what, that's what he you, did. You know what happened the next week, right? <laughs> like, I mean, not even the next week. It was like five days later, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I just wanted to just let you know. That's and, and, why and the what? rule is in place. And guess the world because the exactly what I said would yeah. happen yeah. happened. And you know what? He jumped Everything in the stands fine. and started using the camera. Yeah, which is fine. It was fun until he swings it or hits it and it slaps someone in the face. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Ah, that, that's well, why you're not fine. supposed to touch stuff. Ah, you walk it off. It's walk okay. it off. It's all right. It was fun and. Rules you saw are the, put in for protection. You saw the offensive linemen kind of with their arms extended when Tyreek Hill did this. We're going back a couple of weeks. And they're trying to get on camera. And then in the background, you see the official's flag just go it's vertical. It's just flying. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I guarantee you that fine was hefty. It's creative. It's fun. Yeah, it's expensive. It, it shouldn't be. It is. It's it expensive. It should be allowed. It should be tolerated. No, it's, it's expensive. It shouldn't be expensive at all. But it is. It, it should costs- be on the house. <laughs> it should be on the house. You know, that every time one of those fine. players throws a football into the stands, it's $6,000. Is that right? Yes. Six Gs to do that. $6,000. Hmm. 
Yeah. How yeah. about, well, I, I can't imagine this is the case. You know how Cam Newton just, like, reaches out and gives someone the football? Yeah. Or, like, lightly in the front row just kind of tosses it to him? It's That's not the same thing, is it? It's a fine. That's a fine? It's a fine. What? How? Because we don't know what's going to happen. So, look, as a corporation, <laughs> the last thing the NFL wants to happen is for a ball to get into the stands and a melee breaks out for the ball. Okay. Party pooper. Right? No, but I'm, I'm <laughs> but saying, police. like, I think it's fine that players do that. Are but, you sure you feel fine? It's fine. No, I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, Shut I'm up, okay man. with it. I think it's awesome. I think it's a I think it's a great experience for the fans, especially the young fans, right? To be a part of, to maybe have. If you pay for seats to be that close, I think you should be able to come away with something. Right. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he hands it to a kid. There's some drunk guy who wants to snatch it from a kid. Then this happens. Then that happens. Mm. Then this happens. And guess who's getting sued? Just yeah. take one guess. I know. I Shut hear up, old you. man. You let chump to know where I had to come from. <laughs> That's why they like, don't do it. Like, they're not opposed to that happening, yeah. but they have to look at the worst-case scenario and how it affects them as I, a business. But if you play that out and you're playing worst-case scenario a little bit more, let's say somebody comes out, happens in baseball all the time. Before the game starts, star players go out, they sign some autographs. You could have the same logic. What's the difference between Cam Newton just giving someone a football in the front row versus Mike Trout going out and signing a baseball? And Well, yeah, it could be the same thing. Well, someone could see that guy who got that ball and they give him a right cross. And yeah, they take I, don't the know, ball. I don't know what the rules are in baseball. I'm just telling you what the rules are in football. That's oh, why that's football crazy. is doing it. I mean, the rules in football and, and, and baseball, they're, they're not the same. I don't like it. Right? I don't like it. I don't like it. Ethan. I know you don't like it, and I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But that's what it's the rule is there because of that. Right. I can see like, okay, nice pass by Dwayne Haskins. Ohio State with another touchdown. Got, Ephraim, it's gonna be twenty four seven. They got to step on him, and they need uh, to score two more times in this minute and twenty one seconds <laughs> in, the, in the first half. Style points. They need two more scores. They got to go in uh, at least forty. I could see if someone scores a touchdown. And you know how they throw the ball? Yeah. Like fat, it's a Patrick Mahomes fastball yep. into the upper deck. I could see that being a safety hazard. Yeah, but you couldn't you couldn't be you wouldn't be able to differentiate those in the rules. But my right? the way I yeah, I if can. the ball leaves the field of play, yeah. By um the players, by any by anyone involved in the game, it's a fine. If That's the what it safety is. is at risk based on the ball getting into the stands, that's a finable offense. If it's, this way I see it, if Cam Newton hands the ball to a person, they want the ball. They're signing up for whatever comes next. If they're saying, if they're like, no, 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 don't want the ball, don't want the ball, you can give it away. Okay. Well, Safety first. We have to go. Safety <laughs> It is Ephraim Safety First Salam. That's a good nickname for you. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Why football needs to copy the Seattle Seahawks now more than ever. We'll tell you why other teams need to do it. I'm Brian No, he's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's Ephraim Salam. 
You're on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, Ephraim, we saw, I think, we always talk about blueprints in the NFL. Oh, this team, they unveiled the blueprint. Sometimes it's valid. Sometimes it's just the talking heads being the talking heads, you know? Right. But I do think what the Cowboys did to the Saints, it didn't just show how to play the Saints. It showed what you probably need to do against great passing offenses. Here's one of the things that Drew Brees had to say after the game. Well, I mean, every holding call that they threw was, was on Mike. Yeah, they were, they were holding every chance they got. Interesting. So he's talking about star wide receiver Michael Thomas. That guy's a stud. And Drew Brees is like, yeah, they're holding him like crazy. And if you think about it, what the Seattle Seahawks did, when we're talking about the LOB days with Richard Sherman and company, they were very physical with receivers. They were very handsy, right? And their mentality was, they're not going to call everything. Think about it, Ephraim. When you're defending the Saints, when you're defending these prolific offenses like the Chiefs, the Rams, think about college football with the Big 12 and Oklahoma's offense, they bring a lot to the table. What can you do to combat that? I think these defenses need to think like the Seahawks did, which is we got to dare them to call everything because unless we get handsy, they're going to eat us up. And I think what the Cowboys did to the Saints, defenses need to do that against great offenses all across the board. NFL and college included. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you, you got to, you know, especially when you're going against a prolific offensive attack like the Saints, you have to be physical. You can't let them dictate to you what's going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. And the Seahawks coined that. They were like, look, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, like they didn't have the best guys and most athletic guys. Remember when Browner was like, mm-hmm. though he was just big. Yeah, he was. He was big and he was physical. Cam Chancellor, those guys were big and uh, physical. Earl so Thomas they, too. Earl he, Thomas. They would impede yeah. you as a receiver, yeah. and they did it all the time. So it looked less egregious, and that's what it was. And they said, "Look, we'll take the five yard penalty." And we'll make you do something else. Yeah. And Dallas had an excellent game plan. They came out, we're going to run the ball, you're going to have to stop us, and we're going to get after the quarterback, which they did. That's right. And it also, I think it's a decent trade-off in the long run. Because, yeah, you're going to give up a couple of automatic first downs. It might be second and nine. And Byron Jones, he got whistled a couple of times for holding and being handsy with Michael Thomas. You can give up an automatic first down, but the benefit is, well, maybe you throw that offense off rhythm a little bit. Maybe they're off time. Maybe the the route isn't exactly the way it's supposed to be run or Drew Brees is expecting him to be a certain place and he's not. It's just disjointed. I think you're coming out ahead in the long run by being aggressive instead of saying, well, we don't want to give up automatic first downs. I think that's the wrong approach in this day and age. Yeah, you're right. They ran the ball 31 times. They had the ball 13 more minutes than uh, Dallas, had the ball 13 more minutes than the Saints. That was the formula. 
Yep. It worked. Yep. Pound the rock and be physical on defense. That's it. No doubt. Coming up next in the Geico Studios, what the NFL MVP race has in common with the college football playoff race. That's on the way. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic evening. You can always hit us up. Feel free. 877-99 on Fox. Also on Twitter, if you'd like to hit us up there, feel free to do so. At The No Show. At Ephraim Salam. Did you ever think about going at Ephraim Mateen Salam? No. No. Too many too many characters? I mean, Ephraim's already difficult for people to even say <laughs> properly, <laughs> let alone try to spell. Uh-huh. I don't want to make it tougher for him. I hear you. I hear you. All right. In uh, just a couple of minutes, I'd say five minutes from now, we're going to tell you about what the MVP race has to do with the college football playoff race. But before we get there, a little bit recapping the day that has been so far. You look at Alabama. They were down by two touchdowns against Georgia. Both you and I agreed. Georgia a little bit too conservative with that lead. Playing not to lose. And all of a sudden, Bama comes storming back. Got to feel good for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts gets replaced at halftime of the national championship game against Georgia. Tua Tungavailoa comes in, has this great performance. Bama wins a championship. And Jalen Hurts is holding a clipboard. And he's a team-first guy, doesn't transfer. And I like what Gary Danielson on CBS, he had to say, where he basically said, when you're a good teammate, sometimes the game comes around and rewards you, is essentially what he was saying. And all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts is in the game. Bama's down seven. He leads this touchdown drive. He ends up leading another touchdown drive, scoring the winning touchdown. Really, really cool for Jalen Hurts, who was once the man and then went to the backup guy and two was the Heisman front runner. That is not easy to deal with, and he dealt with it magnificently. Yeah, he did, and I don't think two was the Heisman front runner. I think uh... you go with Kyler, oh, yeah. the guy that shouldn't be playing football. He shouldn't be, but I mean, that, <laughs> I mean that doesn't stop his talent, uh-huh. right? Because he could have had this wonderful year. He could win the Heisman. They can get into the, the college playoffs, and God forbid, there we go. Yeah. Any given play. That's I'll, that I'll always I'll always stick by that. Was that a femur or an ACL, you pick one sound effect? You pick one. Okay. But either, you know, but I think he's had a sensational year. And if you look at his numbers, I mean, it's, it's, I mean this kid is electric. You know, he's electric. And so – I think he deserves it. Well, regardless of who you give the Heisman to, Tungavailoa is right there. And oh, yeah, he, absolutely. Season, what was it, 36 touchdowns, two picks, something along those lines. It's just an insane season. Think how difficult that would be in that position. Jalen Hurts, he's the guy. He's in the national championship. He's the man at Alabama. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, you know, we're going to put Tua in at halftime, and well, he led us to a championship, so he's going to be the guy going forward this season. And cool with you, Jalen? It's like every week you're on the sideline thinking, man, I once was the guy heading onto the field to lead this drive. That would mess with you. And he has dealt with it magnificently. And for him to get rewarded today with some playing time, 
And Tua Tungafailoa, he went off the game. It, an offensive lineman stepped on his foot. Yeah, he was already he had already had a it was already banged up. Yeah, he was already nursing uh, that ankle throughout the game. He was under a lot of pressure, uh, so he wasn't as mobile as he would normally have been. And then that big the big fella steps on his ankle. It just it when you saw it, it just crumbles it. Yeah. And you'll think I'm having an out-of-body experience with what I'm about to say here, Ephraim. You know my feelings about UCF and their hack schedule and how people make them out to be better than they actually are. I don't know what you're talking about, but continue on. Go ahead. But it is is cool in an aspect. With UCF, their comeback win against Memphis today. They win their conference championship. And for Mackenzie Milton... Their star quarterback who got hurt. We're talking big-time injury against South Florida last week. I saw, I'm watching the game, and they've got shoulder pads and a Milton jersey on the shoulder pads. And there's a guy on the bench, one of his teammates, just holding it up while the game's going on, holding it up. They they passed out lays, you know, because he's from Hawaii. Right. They passed out lays to everybody there. They're showing love to McKenzie Milton. That was awesome because... I don't care who you are. Your heart has to go out to a guy who suffers that significant of a leg injury like he did last week against South Florida. That's amazing, right? And the fact that they pay homage to him, they kept him with them in the game, it feels good as a player to know that you've impacted your team in that way. Yeah. And they're still thinking about you even though you can't be there with them. That's right. And nothing like it. I mean, that's the, the that's the essence of a team sport. That's right. Absolutely, it is. And man, you think about how serious this injury was. So he had reportedly three surgeries just to restore blood flow to his leg. And Mackenzie Milton's family said that there's going to be reconstructive knee surgery that'll be per- performed on a later date. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There have been multiple surgeries, and they haven't even gotten to the reconstruction part yet. Like that lets you know how significant that knee injury was. Amazing. Just sad, but them showing them love the way they did. Really cool thing. Really yeah, cool and, thing. Yeah, and for them to take that emotion into halftime where they were getting walloped, and, you know, 38, 31, 21, whatever that score was, and then to come out the second half and just put, just hit the gas. Yeah. You know, I, I that I mean that I that's another reason why I'm in love with the school. In love with them. I am. I am because they've done it again. Oh Lord, here we go. See, I was on board. I'm on board. With it's the fine. Love it's fine. We're just talking about them as a team. Uh huh. Right. UCF stand up. They did it again. They went undefeated again, which is tough yep. to do. I don't care who you're playing. Played I don't care what your. I don't. I don't care what your schedule I is. It's hard to do. It matters. Yeah, but you don't understand how hard it is to go undefeated. You what, don't what do you understand don't that. Understand you don't understand that aspect I of it. I understand it's you don't. not nearly as hard to go undefeated playing UCF's schedule as it is to play Alabama's schedule. And what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what conference you're in. If you go undefeated, that's difficult because the people in the ACC recruit the same talent. The people in the American Athletic Conference Recruit the same talent. But they don't get the same talent. They, I'm talking about within the conference, right? 
Right, right. Within the conference. That's what I'm talking about. Pay but attention, that, Brian. No. But there's different. Brian Phillip, no. Pay I'm attention. I'm listening, Ephraim Mateen Salam. I'm listening. All right. I just thought you are going a different no, direction. No, I'm not. I'm going in the direction I'm driving in. You you're always the, the one in the car trying to just jump out into no, another direction. You know as well as I do, in the same conference, there's haves and have-nots. Kentucky is in the same conference as Alabama. Vanderbilt's in the same conference. Right. You know, So yep. you've got the have-nots in the AAC. Just the I, same way. I get that, but yeah. there are no five-star recruits. That's what I'm trying to say, right? So they've built a team. Of, they had a guy with one hand who <laughs> led NFL them. player. Exactly. You think that guy was going to get recruited to Alabama? This uh, is what at, I'm talking about. Look at look at um. Listen to what I'm saying before you jump in and disagree. Okay. I'm just saying. Look at what Shaquille I'm Griffin. saying He's is. In the NFL too. It's a lot of guys from smaller conferences in the NFL. I was in the NFL from the WAC, right? Yeah. Four guys got drafted off my team the year I got drafted. Okay? All from San Diego State. Talent is talent. What I'm saying is if you can recruit those two, three, maybe one four-star guy, and you can build a team around that that can go undefeated in its respective conference, I'm not going to knock that. Back-to-back champions. If you can do the same thing in the SEC or the Pac-12 or whatever other power, the Big 12, then I applaud that because it's difficult to do no matter which conference it is. You don't feel that way, and I don't understand why. I do not at all because the AAC is a hack conference. It's not a good conference. UCF clearly – is the best team in the How did they become the best team in the conference? Because they recruited well. They hit on some big-time recruits. They had a great season. And with that success, you start to build a program. I would want to see how many five-star recruits they got. Well, they've got not just Shaquem Griffin, who's the one-armed guy you were talking about, or mm-hmm. one-handed they guy They have his brother, about. Shaquille. They're both Shaquille. in the league. Shaquille's a third-round pick. I get it. I'd like to see who recruited those two guys out of college. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Alabama wasn't going down there to see those kids play. Right? That's what I'm saying. They took what they had to take, and they built a program oh my gosh. that's tops in the nation. Tops in the nation? Yeah, they're number eight in the nation. Is that not tops in the nation? Well, they're in the Is mix. that not they're tops not in the nation? Team. They're going to be being be eight in team. the nation. Is that not at the top of the rankings they're, they're in the a top nation? 10 team. They're a top 10 team. So it, there are tops in the nation then, right? So when I make team. a statement like that and you go tops in the nation? <laughs> why do you yes. sound like that? Why, why? Yes, because that's how pessimistic you're talking. Like, yeah, I'm not saying anything that's not true. Yeah, Whether they belong in the bowl game or not, I'm not talking about that. Whether they belong in the playoffs, I'm saying they've built a team. From nowhere to be tops in the nation. Gonzaga was that team in basketball, right? They've, they've built a team. A history. I, I wish. I they wish built we a team. Get, history look, of that. I, I wish that we Santa get Clara a was that when I was in high school. That's fine. And then we see how a lot of those teams stack up when it comes time to figure it out when March Madness rolls around. Hey, guess what? Guess who Gonzaga beat? They've beaten some big boys, granted. They I'm just, just saying, they I just dismantled Duke. I would right? love to They see. just dismantled Duke. That's so great. 
I'm you can't. You don't. Don't give me that. Right. Ephraim, so you can you tell me if, if Gonzaga think, was in the uh, goodness, the ACC? Can I talk, can I talk if, for if a Gonzaga second. was in the ACC, they would get walloped. Bad UCF logic. Here's the thing. Oh, you don't want to hear the truth. Turn his mic off, Papa Bear. You can't handle the truth. Papa Bear, turn his mic off. Here's I'm doing the is. drops, and I'm closing out the show from here on out. If you've got UCF playing <laughs> against the top 10 teams on the same field, they would get crushed, and you know it. So, yeah, they beat their piddly little conference. Great. That doesn't mean they're stacking up against the big boys. I'm not comparing them to the other teams in the AAC. That's a pointless discussion because, of course, they're the top team. I'm Throughout the course of the, the year, the a that the nation has they had offer. three ranked teams in that. They've conference. had one. And they, they, throughout they the course one. of the year, they had three ranked teams in the conference. That's Who what I'm cares? saying. It doesn't matter. Where are they now? It doesn't matter. Yeah, they, it you does. know why they're not there anymore? <laughs> because they play UCF and they got and, beat. And, and they haven't done anything outside of that. You can still play UCF. Lose that game and still be ranked. I can't believe you, you can't give these kids it. respect. The co- the coaching right. staff, new coach, everything. I can't believe you can't give them respect. That's you that's won. beyond. That okay. is beyond right. me. Okay, here it is. And I thought coming into the I, I, show I, I, today, to give this was going to be a breeze. Here, I'm going to give him respect. Here it is. Congratulations for winning your piddly hack conference, UCF. You're acting totally different. <laughs> They're back-to-back champions, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's do it, Brittany. Let's do it, Brittany. <laughs> we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We haven't even gotten to the NFL MVP race and what it has in common with the college football playoff race. We will do that next from the Geico Studios. And also, we do this every week. We're nearing the end here. The last conference that we have to do, we take the nicknames and we rank them in terms of it being a living, breathing, tangible thing that enters into your living room, which would cause the most fear and trepidation. We focus in on the final remaining conference that comes your way next. I'm Brian No. He is UCF apologist Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more hey, on Brian. car insurance. Hey, Brian. What's up, Ephraim? Uh, just wanted to just check with the people, see what Uh-oh. they were saying. Uh... TC the truth at never sit still. O two at the no show. Brian, a football mm-hmm. game is a complete toss up at all times. When oh you God. win twenty five, like uh, when UCF you win right twenty five of those toss ups in a row, you deserve oh res- you deserve Stop respect. It. Stop I don't care who you play. I love you, man. Is this your burner pump, account? Is this your burner account? <laughs> your hater. Breaks. <laughs> That's Please. Pretty good. That's a good line. I like that. Pump your hater breaks. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to use I'm that. liking that and retweeting that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> what What's the part of every game's a complete toss-up? Are you kidding me? 
So every game that – don't just take UCF, take Alabama. Every game they play, total toss-up. Don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? We don't know that. I mean, oh my damn, gosh. that's uh, – if you – Stop. What? That, Stop it. There would have never been an upset, ever. There would have never been a, a Cinderella story. There would have never been any of that if, the, if these games weren't toss-ups. You Look, know that, right? You un, you do understand that fact, right? N- no. Oh, okay. Well, I don't of course, of course you don't. Because it's not a fact. Of course There's you don't. a difference between an upset and a game that's a complete toss-up. Like, let me ask you this. Who do you think will win tomorrow, Rams or Lions? You're not saying it's impossible that the, the other team has a chance to win. No, I think the is Rams will win. Oh, but, is it a toss-up? But being in the NFL for as long <laughs> as I have, right, and playing in the type of games that I've played in, uh-huh. I could okay. never, I would never, ever in my life sit down and say with 100% certain on any game. Exactly. It doesn't exist, brother. And I agree with that. It doesn't I, exist. So guess Ephraim, what that's called? Ephraim. Guess what that's called? No, it's not called a toss-up. That's exactly what it's no, called. No, it isn't. It's no, called no. a toss-up. A toss-up is. Toss hey, it man, up. Toss it up. Hey, man, 50% this team, 50% that team. I, I don't know, man. It's It's going to be tight. Could go either way. That's not what Rams at Lions is. There have been many games where double-digit underdogs win. We saw the Bills yeah, we just go saw into that. Minnesota. We, didn't we just see that on Thursday? What was that line? It was seven and a half. Oh, okay. But, yeah, upsets happen. That might as well happen. be double digits. In, uh, no. Hey, I would no. never bet on a double-digit line. I would, I would never do that in the NFL. You should because sometimes no. it works. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I'm not going to make a habit of that. I you promise see the Chargers you. minus 14 last week against the Cardinals? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Either I don't care what. I, I, no, I've been in. <laughs> I've been in yeah, I get that. But I've yeah. been in way too many games, man. I, I'm not doing that one. Ephraim, this that. thought of every game is a toss-up is totally incorrect. Okay, you're right. You know that to be true. Uh, you're right. I do know that to be true. I'm just being contrary. That's all. <laughs> I like the ending sound effect yeah, to, to yeah. cap that little uh, segment right there. Exactly right. Okay, we've got to get to our let's get uh, to it. Our game here, but but first. I think the NFL MVP race has something in common with the college football playoff race. Quick thought here, Ephraim. See if you agree. Or if not, feel free to interject. If you look at the MVP race, how it has changed, where Patrick Mahomes, he was the man. He was the guy. He was leading the race. We're talking about mainstream opinions here, okay? At one point in the season, he was clearly the front runner. And then the Rams game happened. And he had partly brilliant play with six touchdown passes. He had partly really bad play with five turnovers, including a couple of interceptions that ended the the chances for the Chiefs to win, right? So the mainstream opinion was, well, Drew Brees, he's the front runner. Now it seems like the mainstream opinion is, after that Thursday night loss against the Cowboys, well, Drew Brees, he's not in first place. He's lost his lead. And I think that matters If you apply it to the college football playoff race, it could very well come down to Oklahoma versus Ohio State for that final playoff spot. And with Oklahoma winning by 12 points today, Ohio State's going to have to put it on Northwestern. And they just gave up a touchdown. It's only 24 to 14 right now. But if Ohio State blew the doors off of Northwestern, I'm saying 
they win by, let's say, 20, 24 points, something like that, that could be enough in terms of a knee-jerk reaction, being in the moment, forgetting about the entire body of work. I think the moment, just like it is with the NFL MVP race, it could apply to the college football playoff race if you saw Ohio State really put it on Northwestern. You with me on that? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's that whole adage, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? It's that uh-huh. the eye test of what currently just happened. The final and, impression. Right, and, and the bad a bad game can sway you immediately. Yep. Right? So Drew Brees has been nuts. He has. An insane season. Insane. Like, it's like, it's not even, it's crazy. Yeah. And then he goes out and the team, not just Drew Brees, but the team doesn't play well. So now all of a sudden it's like, well, 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 well let's, uh, yeah. let's, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's the MVP now. Yeah, slow down a little bit. It now. was a bad game. He's Good completing Lord. 75% <laughs> of his passes. Yeah. He has three interceptions. One he had in that game. 30 touchdowns. He has a passing rating for the entire season of 123.2. Yeah, he's 30, been nasty. 3,200 yards. He'll be well over 5,000 again. Oh, yep. by the way, no one has more 5,000-yard passing games than Drew Brees. He owns that record, owns the completion record. And it I, works it, the exact same Opposite way, where we saw it last week with Ohio State thumping Michigan. Right, yes. And the playoff committee's like, whoa, hey, look at the Buckeyes over here. Forgetting about losing to Purdue by 29. Forgetting about the narrow win against uh, Maryland. What have I always told you? It's better to win early than late. Your lasting impression is what people will grade you on. That's exactly right. That's right. It, it doesn't it doesn't make it right, but that's a correct assessment because that's the way it goes. And just the way it's going with the MVP race in the NFL, I think that same formula could apply to the college football playoff race. The thing is, it doesn't look like Ohio State is exactly blowing the doors off Northwestern tonight. If they were to, that could be enough for the committee to be like, whoa, how can we leave the Buckeyes out? Man, look at you see how they ended the season? Good Lord, they look like one of the top four teams to me, right? You can see them thinking it like that. All right, we got to get to the nickname game. It's coming up. I love the conference that we're going to be uh, focusing on tonight, Ephraim. Really? Because if any of these teams were undefeated, you would hate them. So <laughs> why would you love the conference? As far as nicknames go, oh, okay. I throw the okay, records cool, out. Cool. You throw the rec- records out when you're ranking nicknames okay. You know, as tangible, living, breathing things but a tangible, living, breathing thing that is with us this evening? Well, that'd be Steve DeSager. And no, he's not scary, but he has a lot of information to share with us, which we love. Thank you very much, including what you just mentioned about losing late versus losing early in college football. I still say the best example is, remember when Charlie Ward was with Florida State? They finished with one loss. Notre Dame finished with one loss. Notre Dame actually played them during the season yep. and beat them. 
Oh, I remember. And did not win the national championship. So, yeah. go figure. Yeah. Anyway, we have an update on uh, the Clemson versus uh, Pitt game because that Pitt offense still at five yards passing for the night. They're mid-third quarter in the rain for the ACC title. Number two Clemson up 28-10 over Pittsburgh, which is three of 12 passing, five yards and one interception. And in the snow, Boise State hosting Fresno State early fourth quarter for the Mountain West title game. Fresno State is up 13-7 over Boise. And on Fox TV, early in the third quarter, it's Ohio State 24-14 over Northwestern. About 10 minutes to go in the third of that game. Dwayne Haskins of the Buckeyes over 250 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Earlier conference title wins for Alabama in a comeback, for Oklahoma and a comeback win for Central Florida at home. And guys, an update on a story we had last Saturday. Remember there was the huge amount of fan violence in Argentina before the big soccer championship game. One bus of players was attacked by fans of the opposing team on its way into the stadium. Tear gas, the whole thing. They canceled the game for the day. It's supposed to be a two-game series. They don't play best of three final. It's one at your place, one at our place, and they just add up the goals. That happens in soccer. Anyway, they've managed over the past week to get one game in. They said, okay, at River Plate, the team with the bad fans, they've already had the club fined $400,000 for last weekend. They've already said you're going to have to play two future games in front of no fans at all, closed doors on the stadium as punishment. And now they say we're going to move your home game in this final to Madrid. The response from the team is we're not going. So they still haven't finished the final of this tournament, which is to crown the best soccer team in South America. And that's the latest on that. Goodness, man. It's a whole thing. Issues there. out there. You got some stuff going on over there. There's Steve DeSager informing us. Great job. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right. So we didn't get to it right away. I think we're probably arguing about UCF. <laughs> But it's time now, Ephraim, where we take a college football conference, we look at the nicknames, and we come up with the most fear-inducing nickname as if it's a living, breathing, tangible thing that enters into your living room. And so tonight, we are focusing on Conference USA. I think this is going to be a good one, man. By the way, Ohio State just forced a fumble, and they take over. Um, like right around, they needed uh, that inside their Northwestern was moving, boy. Go right down the field, man. Yeah, they needed that. Yeah. Okay, so Conference USA from you know how this works. Oh, his knee was down. He still had the ball. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're okay. You're all right. So yeah, twisting around. Yeah, I think that knee was down. It knees down. Whoop, ball was out. like just starting to come loose, but. They should overturn that. I think it should be Northwestern's ball. Let me ask you this. Who are you rooting for in this game? You want to see Northwestern pull off an Of upset? course. I'm yeah. the underdog guy, the underdog, man. Small guy. The small, the underdog. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So we're looking at Conference USA, Ephraim. You know how this works. First cut time. All right. Just like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How they get the candidates. They whittle it down. Whittle. First cuts here. Whittling. 
namely naming every nickname. You tell me who makes the first cut, who does it. This is going to be a lot of whittling, but go ahead. Okay. We're going with the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. How about Blue Raiders? They make the cut? No. I don't know. No way. Absolutely not. not. They're out. See you, Blue Raiders. The Marshall Thundering Herd. Yes, they make the cut. Got to make it. Goodness. Thundering Herd shows up in your living room? Sounds awful. Got issues. Florida International Golden Panthers. Yes. I agree. If that's anything like a Black Panther, then they belong there. Wakanda <laughs> forever. Um, Charlotte 49ers. No. Gotta no go. 49ers. Got to go. All right. That pickaxe and that beard. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Florida Atlantic Owls. Who? No, they got to go. Play out. See you, Owls. Not fear-inducing. Old Dominion Monarchs. Uh, yeah, no. Nope, they got to go. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Um, sorry, that's not going to make it. Yeah, no, Hilltoppers, not scary if they show up in your living room. All right, we look at the West Division of the Conference USA. UAB Blazers. Yes. Okay, what is that, a snake? No, we'll, we'll talk about it okay. when we get to the second round. <laughs> All right. You've done your research. I I've like done it. my research. The North Texas Mean Green. What if the Mean Green shows up in your living Not room? Not quite sure what a Mean Green is. Yeah. Still waiting on uh, Lee uh, Robert Delap. Okay, so let's put him in the need clarification yeah. category right now. Okay. Mean Green. How about the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs? Hmm? Bulldogs? Not so much. Yeah, Pitbull? I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Bulldog? No. A lot of spit. A lot of spit involved. It's kind of like how you uh, evaluate potential Hall of Famers. If your first reaction is, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're good, not a Hall of Famer. But... Nope. Nope. Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. No. Beautiful bird, but yeah. not very fear-inducing. Yeah. <laughs> they are golden, though. You know? The... Um, UTSA Roadrunners. Um, Any love for Texas San Antonio and their Roadrunners? No, they're very fast, but yeah. not, not too off-putting. I think if it showed up in your living room, you'd be like, I'd hey, be honey, very curious. Look, look at that thing. T- get the camera I'd out. I'd be curious. Yeah. How about the UTEP Miners? Nope. nope. Big axe and a beard. I mean, if they are underage, you got to be on the lookout. <laughs> but bunch of kids. If you did drop a bunch of kids off in my front room, I'd right. go crazy. Yes. Rice owls. No, they go uh, with a lot of owls in this yeah. conference. Yeah, they go with Florida Atlantic. Okay. All right. So the clarification. Do we have clarification from Lee Robert Lap the Fourth? On the Mean Green. What the heck is the Mean Green over there at oh, North Texas? All right, so there's a little information here. The Mean Green, well, their mascot is a goal, is a, an eagle, a green eagle. Mm, but there's uh, a little more to this. There's a there's backstory to why they named themselves the Mean Green. Joe Green is an alum from there. He was a oh, sophomore yeah. at North Texas. I was, li- was going to joke around about that if it's Mean, mean Joe Green Joe showing up green. in your living room. Really? So it has something to do with Joe? Yeah, it does have something to do with Joe. Joe is there. It's named after him part, in, in wow, part. So, uh, you know, cool. I know we we take humans and we usually take them off the list, but Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe pretty Green. Intimidating. Is he can be reasoned with, though. If he came to my living room. I, I wouldn't know. want to block him. I could tell you that. <laughs> nice man, though. You catch him on he the right day. He is a nice day. man. It's, yeah. He could be a nice man. So Touchdown they, Northwestern, by yep. the way. It's only Touchdown. 24-21 Ohio this State. This isn't looking good for Ohio State. Oklahoma's like, 
Go get them, Northwestern. Keep doing you. All right. So what do you say? The they clarification got, they, they of Mean Green. Well, what if Joe they Green got. walked into your living room with an eagle on his shoulder? <laughs> that's pretty Still not good. enough. Not enough to make the grade. <laughs> oh, that's good, though. Okay, so we have the, the top three already whittled down. Yes. So of these three, who are you saying is the most fear-inducing nickname okay. as if it's a real breathing thing? Okay, so uh, Thundering Herd is very daunting. It's, it's American Bison. So mm-hmm. just imagine a herd of American bison storming through your living room as you're trying to Netflix and chill. We got issues. That's a serious situation. Yeah. Now, if you throw a panther, just one. Uh-huh. You throw one panther in your living room while you're Netflixing and chilling or maybe Amazoning, then you really are going to poop yourself. <laughs> right? That's right. Now... If you threw this last one Uh-oh. in there with you, uh-huh. it's over. We're talking Game of Thrones. He is a fire-breathing European dragon. <laughs> okay? That's what a blazer is. So I don't know about you, but I'll take a bison, a, a herd of bison. Uh-huh. With a with Panthers riding on the back of all of them <laughs> over one fire breathing dragon. That's just me. We'll open it up. Papa Bear, what you got? I'm going with the Panther, baby. What's the reasoning? Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever! <laughs> so strike his from <laughs> the blocks. What? Lee Robert Delep. I'm putting Panthers in third. Ooh, ranking oh, ranking system. I like it. I, I like the herd, but I, I got to go Blazers on this one. Oh, good so Lord. you got Thundering yes. herd number two over yeah. the Golden Panthers. I hear yeah. you. What How about, about Steve DeSager? Steve? The, the origin, they're just the trailblazers, like Portland. The Blaze, the mascot name, came about later. So I'll go with Panthers because that means loss of blood. Thundering herd is a close second because that would mean plenty of home damage, but you as a person <laughs> could survive. And also, <laughs> Panthers have vibranium. Oh, my God. Vibranium. Oh Get out of here, here just man. Just saying. Wakanda forever, baby. See, now, with Steve DeSager and his research here, I think this is a game changer because initially I was with you, Ephraim. If we're talking about a fire-breathing dragon, that's the most fear-inducing. That shows up in your living room. That's what causes the but most But they're not like the Barcelona dragons from the World Football League. They're not actual dragons. Right. So it's more of the origin of the trailblazers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See, it said fire-breathing dragon. Oh, yeah. They have a mascot. Absolutely. A dragon. Is it a dragon? Yeah. yeah. If they drop that dragon in your living room <laughs> as a well, living breathing, listen to me, as a that's living breathing. not the breathe, nickname, though. Just listen to what I'm saying, Steve. Isn't this I, the I, game? I, Steve, I don't want to fight. I just want to fight. <laughs> I, I if they drop, if, if they dropped, if the Khaleesi flew into your living room on a dragon, are we we just hanging out? Are we, 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 we doing something different? That's right, but they're not the UAB dragons. Okay. It's it's a question. I I would like the judges to to act on it's this one. It's a blaze because blaze the fire from the mouth of the dragon. One came after the other, but okay, I see I, the logic. I, yeah. I'm just saying what uh, I'm. Feeling fire right now. can't damage vibranium. Oh my! You're not oh understanding this. 
Turn his mic off. Wow. Hey, Papa Bear, turn your own mic off. <laughs> with, with the uncertainty, the chicken and the egg uh-huh. controversy with the UAB Blazers, I got to turn my attention to the Golden Panthers versus the Thundering Herd. Ugh. And while I risk getting trampled on, I can survive that, you know? Little, little bison runs over me. I can still fight another day. You know how heavy a bison is? You think of a bison? I might have some it's a, herd. it's a thundering it's, herd. It's plural. Right? So you're not going to yeah. get ran over one time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I can bob and weave. Okay. Oh. I can bob oh. and weave. I don't think so. You can't I, get away can, from one panther? I can get away from the traffic a little bit. And, and no, yeah, you can't lose. get away from one panther. I'm just I'm a panther. I can't get away With from the panther. With I cannot get away from the golden panther. So they win. The I Panthers going win. With Golden Panthers. Yes. All right, so we got two wow. Panthers, we have two Dragons, and we have one. Would you say herd, Steve? No, no Panthers. Panth- oh, three Panthers. Three pa- Panthers. Loss of blood. Wakanda forever. Lee, Lee, don't worry about them. We're gonna ride off on our Dragons together. <laughs> yeah, because they're friendly. You're riding off on them now. Yeah. Hey, I'm Targaryen. If okay? you've trained your Dragon, yes. And I, I, I've watched How to Train Your Dragon multiple times. So, okay, so what, what we're going to have next week, Ephraim, we're going to have a clash of the titans. Mm, I like that. That sounds awesome. Every conference. Wow. The Kraken. The, it's a battle royal. We'll find out. Steel cage the most, match. Release yes, the Kraken. Steel cage. The most fearful, fear-inducing nickname as if it's a real breathing thing that enters your living room. Release the Kraken. And by steel cage, you mean our living room? Yes, steel cage living room match next what, week. what you'll need with the Panther. Hey, a football <laughs> update in the snow. Boise State has scored in the fourth quarter and missed the extra point. Uh, so the game is still tied, 13-all Fresno State in the fourth. Good. Serves them right for having blue turf. <laughs> White I know tonight. that doesn't actually yeah. apply, but, you know, whatever. I'm throwing it in there. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. I have a random rant. I know that's hard to believe, oh, Lord. Ephraim. Random rant. Another we'll one? If you're on, yeah, an, another one. Just like DJ Khaled over here. <laughs> and also this, my misery could be Ephraim's delight. Oh, it already is. I'm Brian No, I'll explain. <laughs> He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he is Ephraim Salam. Fumble! Ohio State coughing it up. <laughs> Furball style over there. Man. Northwestern on the ball. Here we go. We got action. <laughs> we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we're 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Get over to Geico.com and save that money. Okay, so um, I've got my quick random stance, and we got to save some time for my misery possibly being your delight, Ephraim. So my random stance is, these Dr. Pepper halftime challenges, mm-hmm. it can't be five yards anymore. <laughs> it cannot be five yards it was anymore. Whipping through that thing, or dude, they? we can't have chest passes. Re- yeah, one hand no chest pass. more. No more chest passes. It's a freaking football. Throw, a, throw, throw the, fo- the football. Minimum ten yard di- distance. I like it. Minimum. Okay, this isn't like anti-female because they do the chest passes. There have been some guys that do the chest passes. It was a grown man doing one. I was like, what is this man has kids? It's not a basketball. All right, so we move it back to 10 yards. If there are still chest pass contestants, 15 yards. We're moving it back until the chest passes are a thing of the past, Ephraim. You on board? 
I'm on board. I like that. Okay, so here's the deal. You know how much I love the Irish, right? Oh, yes, I do. You're well aware. Okay, so there's this uh, little playoff game that they have coming up at the end of December. Right? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, they're in, dude. <laughs> you know they're in. So it's uh, December 29th, which happens to be the same date as one of my good friends who's getting married and has invited me to the wedding and was Uh. actually in my wedding. And and on top of it, Ephraim, it's in South Bend, Indiana, which is just tormenting me further. Of course, I'm going to go to the wedding. It's my guy. Are you? Yes. Are you? I am. Okay. Christina and I will be there. But of all days, big man, all days, that one? That's tough. Man. Have I put too much into the atmosphere about UCF? Is this how it unfolded? Yes. yes. <laughs> the universe stand up. The universe is against you because you are wrong. The university is paying me back for speaking the truth about UCF you benefiting off of a hack schedule. Wrong. I don't, I don't understand that. That's crazy to me. All right. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy week 13. And tonight, UCF stand up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.